What's going on, everybody? Football is here. We made it. We watched football on Sunday and Monday, and it was glorious. Thanks for tuning in. This is the This League Fantasy Football Podcast. Today, we're going to be going over all the Week 1 matchups. Who was the worst? Who was the best? We're going to let you know about it. And then we're going to be looking at the updated power rankings, and then we're going to go into the Week 2 preview. See what are the matchups you need to be looking out for next week. Let's do this. What? Oh my god. This league! Holy crap. Oh my gosh. Football's here. Guys, football is here. Sure is. Freaking made it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Only felt like two eternities. I just I just have to like get that out, right? All this time listening to my football podcast and all that crap. Who's gonna be good? We finally made it. And it's glorious. Welcome in to the This League Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Chris Mitchum, with the usual crew. We got Tim Raider and Aaron Hunt. Guys, how are we feeling after a full weekend of football? Rejuvenated? Mm. life's back life's almost normal i think having three screens in front of me of just straight football yesterday one overstimulated two i think i almost cried so it's a glorious time we have something to look forward to each week with all the craziness happening let's get it rolling man just keep it going I agree, man. I agree. The fact that shout out to everybody that came over to the Tack House this weekend. Um, who was it? Zach, Hayden, Clayton. Eh, am I forgetting something? No, Hayden won. No, Hayden. Hayden. Hayden oh won shit! Here. I'm just gonna stretch. Sorry. <laughs> well, stretch Sorry. was asleep for the game, so yeah. I mean, stretch, really is, count. stretch is a piece of. Poop Did you even anyways. acknowledge stretch? <laughs> yeah, stretch is a piece of poop, anyways. But thank you guys for coming out. It's what this league's all about: camaraderie. I can trash talk Zach right to his face, even though his team scored more than mine this week, but we'll get into that later. We'll get into that later. But it was just great to have, like Aaron said, three screens of football. I was overstimulated at multiple parts during the day, and it was glorious. So other than the Colts losing, I had a pretty good day. I had a pretty good day also because my team won. So that's good. Yeah, I feel you there. I mean, uh, the Bengals losing put a dud on. Randy (coughs) Bullock. (laughs) <laughs> Beer belly bullock, man. Uh, I, he tried it out there, and I, you know, immediately <laughs> lost faith. I said, you know, one more shot, seven seconds, give Joe Burrow a chance. But you know, as fate would have it, the Bengals gonna bangle. Dude, I feel it. I, I, I forget what my reaction was when under whenever Bullock missed that field goal. It was a combination of laughter and sadness for you. <laughs> I, remember, I just couldn't stop laughing. It was the most Bengals thing in the world. <laughs> I was shocked. Stunned, shocked, so and so just sad. had I mean, to go grab the whiskey, man. At least Rodrigo Blankenship's missed field goal wasn't a game winner. All I'm saying is I saw the Colts sign a kicker to the practice squad. So if Blankenship Did gets cut, really? I'm hearing about this I'm right thinking now. the Bengals need to, I need to bring him on. Oh I want to make one comment about the Randy Bullock kick. I've actually pulled my hamstring, and it happened around this oh, time shit. last year. He grabbed like his calf. He grabbed his right calf and said, Oh, my left calf he, hurt in the middle of the kick. He faked that <laughs> so badly. I mean, there's no way that that was an actual hamstring injury. It's going to be like a Joe Mixon migraine situation. He's going to be fine. Uh, it makes me want to puke in my mouth. Mm, love puke in the mouth. But, hey, 
we could talk about week one all day. You are listening to this podcast because you want to know what happened in week one of the This League Fantasy Football Podcast, or the Fantasy Football League, the best league in all of the land. Let's get into it. All right, so first of all, what a week it was. We had some good matchups, we had some blowouts, and we're going to get into all of that. So first off, we're going to start with a matchup of two rather lowly ranked teams, I guess you could say. Tim, take it away. You got it. <clears throat> so last week's power rankings, these teams were number 10 and number 8, and that would be the Broad Ripple Swim Team, uh, managed by Zach, and now named Hung Like a Bronco, that is managed by Stretch. So getting into it, you know, right away, Stretch got a dud from Joe Mixon. 5.1 points. I mean, you draft Mixon in the second round, you're expecting minimum 10, 15 every week. So that was just, you know, a dud. Uh, so on the bright side for him, um, Kyler Murray looks legit against a solid 49ers defense. He's got 28.3 points. Running for touchdowns, throwing for touchdowns. DeAndre Hopkins matters. Um, big update for him. All of the receivers. Did you say so there DeAndre was, Hopkins matters. Yeah, DeAndre Hopkins matters. Helps Murray out, right? Quite oh, a bit. it helps Murray out. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Black yeah. Lives Matter. DeAndre <laughs> Hopkins matters. Keep going. <laughs> so last last thing to note, um, there are two more things. So there were seven receivers played across the two teams. No touchdowns. That leaves a lot to be desired. You know, you're playing. You gotta you gotta get those touchdown points. Those really make a difference uh, in terms of how many points you score. And then I was just gonna throw this out there. So what's it say that the number ten ranked team last week's power rankings got the dub in week one? Uh, maybe he's not ranked tenth. I mean, he said clearly while he was here he's shooting for ninth place, and I think shooting that's a pretty ninth. good. Hey, that's a, that's a solid goal. It's a solid goal. Can Dalvin Cook? Chris Carson, they showed out, man. I, I mean, mean, Carson overperformed. Have fun with your six carries for Chris Carson. I'm just going to throw that out there. Six hey, look carries. look at the point total. Six look carries. Look at the point total. You don't care how he gets it. I mean, Let you Russ could have Austin Eckler right, <laughs> 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 could have right now. Let Russ go. You could have Austin Eckler right now. That's so sad. One thing that stuck out to me was, okay, Zach, I know you're probably listening to the podcast right now for this moment right here. Your team performed well, okay? Chris Mitchum is saying that your team performed well, so you can you can finish now and you can turn off the podcast. If that's what you were that's what you were aiming for. Can we hit the alarm bell? Did Chris Mitchum actually <laughs> compliment <laughs> Zach Welch? I know, I know. Say it again one um, more time. If if for stretch, any any hope I can give you, I guess, Joe Mixon, like Tim said, underperformed. Boston Scott and Jerry Judy. I was watching Monday Night Football. I feel like the first five plays were all for Jerry Judy, so I was like, This is gonna be a big game. And he finishes the game with four catches for 56 yards, which is a lot to be desired. Aaron, you got anything to add here? No, I mean, Zach just showed up, you know. He started off our preseason power rankings as number 10, and he comes in with a big dub. So he's 1-0, which is better than half the league. So Amen. I Amen mean, there. <laughs> you know, keep doing that, Zach. Just prove us wrong each week, man. Better than half the league indeed. We're going to see how that moves and shakes in the power rankings. Zach, congrats. Stretch, you suck. But what's new? Sky is blue, grass is green, stretch his ass. On to the next matchup. We had myself, Team Fairlife, coming in at number two in the preseason rankings, going up against Steven, 
Mount Passmore, ranked number seven. I personally had you higher, Steven. I was scared of your team, but after this week, maybe I shouldn't have been so scared. Aaron, take it away. Well, the first word that comes to mind for uh, young Steven is yikes. Uh, Yoinks, Raggy. Had a lot of injuries this week, which is, you know, the injury bug. It hits somebody, you know, I feel like every year. Uh, it's hit Steven and Clayton so far, which I think we'll get into later. But, uh, man, Michael Thomas had the high ankle sprain, 4.7 points. And then you got George Kittle, who also got hurt. Man, that's just going to be tough going forward, especially if they're missing time. And then Mark Ingram, too, 2.9 points. You would expect a lot more from him. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think, Steven, your week was just defined by injuries. On the other side, though, you got Chris, who just came in and took care of business, really. I mean, Calvin Ridley with the 33 points. Robert Woods doing his thing as the security blanket. Uh, Okay, okay, shut up, Tim. Drafted him for 17 points. I mean, I feel like that's the most Robert Woods week that you could have. Uh, And Saquon even getting, you know, what, less than 10 points? I got to check that maybe. He got 12. He, he got, got 12? 12. Okay. 12.6. 12.6. That rounds up to 13. Six receptions and 60 receiving yards, though. You know, Big baby. You would think. The point six was his total rushing points. <laughs> That's so sad. It actually is. You would think that that low of a point total for a first-round draft pick would actually matter, but it really didn't. So, sorry about you, Steven. Your team took uh, some hits this week, but I'm rooting for you, man. You're four quarterbacks. Hopefully they come into play. On the bright side, Saquon Barkley is not going to be facing that Steelers front every week. Good goodness. I don't know if you guys were watching, but every single time Saquon got handed off the ball, there were three Steelers in the backfield. It was so sad to watch. I think it might have been. That's my defense. might have been four. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) That's my defense. It was so sad to watch. And just one little thing. Aaron said something that made me feel all warm and fuzzy today, and that was I made the waiver wire boring this week. I picked up Nyan Hines and Malcolm Brown, which are like arguably the two biggest pickups this week in your average league. But hey, you're in this. Picked league. them up last week, to be clear. You're in this league. This league, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta think ahead on that crap, man. You gotta think ahead of that crap. But no, Steven, good game, good game. Um, you'll be better. I, admittedly, I played you on a lucky week. I'll admit that. I'll admit that. But going into the next matchup, we had the first civil war of this league. And what I mean by that. Is two people that live in the same dwelling going up against each other. And when I tell you it was tense in here, folks, it was kind of tense leading up to the game. You know, I'd be talking fantasy football with Aaron, and then Tim would walk into the room, and we'd be, you know, kind of trailing off. And then, you know, I'd be talking fantasy football with Tim, and then Aaron comes in the room, and we would kind of get a little quiet. But that's what happens when you have a civil war, right? Don and Clayton are going to experience at some point, um, and we're going to see what happens. But, no, we had Tim and Team – Burrow's best. I'm working on it. I got to get something. Team Burrow's best against Aaron and Drew is a lock. Looking at this game, obviously, it was the battle of the best wide receiver cores in the league. In the red corner, also known as Tim's corner, you have DeAndre Hopkins and Julio Jones going up against in the blue corner of Aaron's team, Tyreek Hill and Devontae Adams. And these percentages were wild. That's one thing we can talk about is the – projected winning total of the sleeper app is kind of wild at one point a team will have 90 percent chance of winning and be up by like five points 
and then you look at it 10 minutes later and the team that was 90% winning is now 40% chance of winning. They are everywhere and that's something to keep an eye on as we continue to go in this league. But um, admittedly, Tim came out Thursday pretty strong with David Johnson. As we said before, David Johnson is ultimately going to decide if Tim's going to have any chance of competing this year. And he showed out, and with Duke Johnson now being injured, seems like a pretty promising path for David Johnson in the future. Now, admittedly, me not paying attention during the 1 o'clock games, all I see is Devontae Adams catching the ball for 15,000 times with 80,000 receiving yards and 20,000 touchdowns. That's all I saw. He ended up scoring 41 points. So I see that, and I'm like, well, Aaron won this week. <laughs> Aaron's got the dub. Psych. Aaron's got the dub. Meanwhile, Josh Jacobs is quietly in the corner carrying the ball for 25 times for 93 yards and three touchdowns and catching it four times for 46 yards for 35 points. So virtually they cancel each other out. I did not notice that going into the afternoon games. And then ultimately what broke the Campbell's back was DeAndre Hopkins somehow getting a higher – share of the targets in Arizona than he did in Houston. He does matter. He does matter. DeAndre Hopkins' life matters. That's ultimately what broke the camel's back. Tim also got good performances from DK Metcalf and Julio Jones, which is to be expected. And honestly, looking forward to the future in Aaron, Aaron virtually tied for the second highest point total of the week. And props to him, because if I was in his position – and had the second highest points total and lost, I would make sure everybody knew about it. I would be throwing a fit. I would be making sure everybody knows I'm the second best team in the league because I had the second highest point and I lost. And I'm freaking pissed off about it. That's where I'm going to leave that. Shout out to Aaron for being a nice guy because I would not share the same sentiment. Yeah, so one thing on that, I think we got uh, into it with the preseason projections, but you know, those two running backs just. I'm not high on Eckler this year, David Montgomery. When if you would have told me that Aaron's running backs both scored less than ten, I would have you know put bed the house. I was going to win. So even with the big 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 day from Russell Wilson and Devontae Adams, you know the running backs really hurt him. Yeah, I mean the running backs. That's the biggest question mark for my team going forward. Uh, Austin Eckler in the new offense with Tyrod Taylor at the helm. He's not going to get the checkdowns that he did with Phillip Rivers. As we can see, Phillip Rivers just throws to the running backs, a.k.a. Naheem Hines. Let's go. Fancy relevant, you know, the rest of the year. But, uh, yeah, I mean, if you don't have running backs who, uh, you know, don't get any PPR volume and don't score a touchdown, you're going to put yourself in a disadvantaged position. So, shout out to Tim, and hopefully I can get it figured out moving forward. Watching you watch Austin Eckler get no targets <laughs> might have been the highlight of my week. Him just, <laughs> just melting. Him Me just and Clayton melting. just back row, you know, <laughs> watching the three screens. You see Eckler run out for a flat, and Tyrod, ooh, does not even look his way. And, and he is wide open. Just there's not a soul around him oh, either. Man. But he just refused to throw it to him. So. Also, Tim, I totally think you should drop Antonio Gibson. He's obviously a no-good schmuck that – it deserves to be on my bench just to rot, just so you know. Uh, for your next three first-round picks, you can have them. All right, we can talk about it. We can talk about it. <laughs> on to the next game. On to the next game. We had a game that ended up being ridiculously entertaining and high-scoring that kind of shocked everybody, which is kind of crazy. Tim's going to let us know about it. Yeah, so here we're talking about <clears> – <throat> Don's team 
Team Don Perignon versus Anthony's team now named Team Uninspired Youth. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, and yeah, so we got a real exciting game here. Anthony, you know, was controversially rated number four, tied with me in the power rankings last week. And he kind of proved why he deserved to be up there for a while. Um, came down to the wire. Both teams got solid quarterback play. You look at Josh Allen and you just can't help but hurt for Chris. That's his guy. It's your guy, man. I'm sorry. Okay, okay. 30 points. I mean, just volume, volume, volume. Um, Anthony losing by about three points. You know, you look at his running back saying, oh, just a little bit more out of Derrick Henry and Melvin Gordon would have done it. Uh, Gordon's looking strong, I believe. Lindsey's going to miss a couple weeks. Um, If he gets something a little bit more out of Boyd in the slot, you know, you're looking at a different uh, different outcome. Whose phone was that? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> what Continue. What I, got a, I got a WNBA <laughs> notification, okay? <laughs> really? Dude, I just got the notification from Broad Ripple. Phoenix advances on a game winner, bro. Shea Petty drills a corner three to send the Mercury to the second round of the playoffs. And that was talking WNBA. Best <laughs> and that was your WNBA segment of the Best week. Best poll I ever saw on Twitter, by the way, just a quick plug, was would you rather find $5 on the ground or – uh, have your team win the WNBA championship. I thought it was a 10, like a game seven of a WNBA or it might have been finals that. or something. It might have been that, but overwhelmingly it was fine. I think like 85% the of the vote was fine $5 <laughs> on the ground. If any women listen hey. to this podcast, by the way, in the future, I'm really sorry. I'm not trying to be sexist. We'll, we'll bring it back in here. We'll bring it back into this game. Um, I'm, I'm, my biggest takeaway is if both of these teams can keep scoring about 150 range, you know, that's going to win you a lot of weeks. That's going to put you in contention for playoffs. And then who knows, the quarterback play, I mean, Lamar Jackson, 32, he could go for 50. I would not be surprised. Josh Allen, these lineups are looking pretty solid. The depth is a little questionable on both, but that's what I'm saying. If they can both keep scoring in the 150 range, they're looking pretty solid. That's all I got. And you can't bring up Don's team without bringing up what could maybe be the pick of the freaking draft right now. Jonathan Taylor. In your flex. I totally forgot about that. Marlon Mack out. Or I mean, I mean, rest in peace, Marlon Mack. Oh, this is so sad to play. This is so sad to play. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. Indeed. Marlon Mack out for the year of the Achilles injury. Jonathan Taylor, I think, becomes at least a top 15 running back. I'm not going to go out on a limb and say he's an RB1, but at least top 15 running back. I mean, Easily. It, it, we'll see the game script and how, how far behind Philip Rivers Drags the Colts, but you know. Okay. All right. But, Six uh, targets through the air. Colts go Colts. Colt go Colts. <laughs> uh, <laughs> a little, little, little tidbit from Aaron last week. But no, um, yeah, Jonathan Taylor could really take John's team up to another level, I think. Easily. Aaron, got anything to add? I really don't. Uh, you know, you guys talking about Jonathan Taylor, I'm super excited for him just being a Colts fan in general. Colt go so. Colts. That running back core, I'll probably talk about it here in a little bit, you know, further, but Don's got a good thing rolling. That's right. And ladies and gentlemen, that leaves one matchup, which means it's time for game of the week. Ladies and gentlemen, and what looked like to be the game of the week, even from the offset. We had Clayton McLean and the Red Rocket at number one overall going up against Hayden at the number two overall in the preseason rankings. Ladies and gentlemen, this game did not disappoint. Admittedly, like I'm sure the rest of the league can say, 
I thought this thing was over going into Monday night. Um, I'm pretty sure Hayden had like a 16-point lead. Clayton had Noah Fant. And Hayden had James Conner, right? A healthy week one James Conner. That's huge. Um, let's just say um, Clayton shocked the world. Clayton shocked the world. Going into it, Noah Fant scores 19 points. James Conner scores three points. And Clayton, with a last quarter reception from Noah Fant, wins this game 122.24 to 122.04 from the Big Ben Revenge Tour. Clayton squeaks out a win. What a game this was that I think nobody really anticipated going the distance like this. Um, I think if Clayton, maybe you would have made this known earlier, um, you could have got some more some more excitement behind that. But um, it's hard to look at this matchup and not acknowledge Clayton's team, though. It has been um, hit a bit. It's been hit a bit. Le'Veon Bell to the IR. Miles Sanders remains out. Kenny Galladay remains out. Denzel Mims, what could he be? But he's going to be on IR for a while. Um, Marlon Mack also out for the year. It is just... Uh, not looking grand for Clayton right now. But listen, as I'm going to say multiple times in this podcast, you play who you play, you win who you win. I don't care how many points you score. If you're you going to have the better record, win. if I die, I die. What Kirk a Cousins. statement. <laughs> if I die, I die, Kirk Cousins. Um, but listen, you're going to be in the playoffs as a 10-4 and four team over somebody who is not that good, and he might have scored more points than you. You play who you play, you win who you win. Clayton, congrats on the massive win. And Hayden, I really hope James Conner gets healthy for you because um, if he doesn't, your team's going really going to lack a running back stud. But um, he does have Benny Snell, which is Just promising. Point that out. Yep. He does have Benny Snell, which is promising. And then also Darius Slayton on his bench. Um, people forget he finished last year strong, and he had a strong week one. So you might have something there. Um, as a Danny Dimes owner, I really hope that him and um, Darius Slayton form a really good partnership that lasts long to the future and become a happy couple. But outside of that, that was by far the game of the week. Came down to the wire. Clayton just holds on to his number one position, even though we'll see in the updated power rankings coming up. But he just holds on. Any additional commentary from that? James Conner, man, you take a gamble when you draft him. You know, you go into it and you see his injury history. He's just always been injured his whole career. It sucks. And it just didn't – there wasn't anything different, you know, Monday night. So, I uh, feel bad for Hayden with that. You know, he was supposed to be the bell cow, and now that's kind of up in flux. So, uh, hopefully things uh, turn around for James Conner. My one comment is going to be Hayden was the worst manager of the week. <laughs> he got that award from the Sleeper <laughs> Weekly Report. Played his worst possible lineups. He had guys on the bench that were just scoring. It's tough. You, I mean, when you get guys like that, you, you always got to guess, basically, who's the hot hand. You know, it's just going to make for tough decisions going forward. I agree with that. I agree with that. But there is your week one wrap-up. Let's go ahead and trot on down to these power rankings where I'm sure things might get a little testy. All right, so the way we're going to do power rankings from here on out, me, Aaron, and Tim all basically ranked each team 1 through 10. We took the aggregate of those scores, and that's going to be your power rankings going forward. So after combining our aggregate scores, the week two 
power rankings are as follows. Number 10, we have Stretch and Hung Like a Bronco going down two spots from his number eight from the preseason rankings. At number nine, we have Mount Passmore and Steven. Rough week for you, pal. At number nine, also falling two spots. At number eight, we have the Broad Ripple Swim Team. And Zach. Wow. Wow, right? A lot higher than your number nine, uh, number nine aim there. Zach, you are in a nosebleed section at number eight, going up two spots. At number seven, we have Don Perignon. Despite, no, I'm sorry, he won. Um, Going up two spots to seven. Um, at number six, we have Team Uninspired Youth, despite the victory last week, falling two spots. And I think that has a lot to do with the other actions of teams around him. At number five, which we will get to later, we have the Red Rocket, Clayton, number one preseason guy, falling four spots to number five, despite winning. We'll get to that soon. Number four, we have Drew is a lock and Aaron rising two spots to number four. At number three, we have the Big Ben Revenge Tour falling one spot to number three. At number two, we have Tim and Burroughs Best. And number one, we have some team called Team Fair Life, which I guess they're all right. So looking at these in more depth, obviously the biggest faller, Tim. The Red Rocket. <clears throat> Falling four spots uh, from one to five. You know, I'm going to say this right here, throw it out there. You know, Chris, Aaron, and I being the judges of the week-to-week changes in the power rankings. Seems like tonight that we're going to get into, we all have a different definition of what that should look like and what power rankings really means. Aside from that, the biggest movers are plus two, minus two, which, you know, for preseason rankings, that's not too bad. Uh Everybody, everybody being within two spots of where uh, they're going to turn out after the first week of play. Um, and Team Fairlife, you know, did did what they had to do. Those running backs look strong. Boom, but boom. I'm just saying, Burrow's best. We're coming for you All right. All right. next week. All right. Now, a couple differences we have in our individual rankings, right? And we're just going to get into it. We're going to dive straight into it. I have the Red Rocket and Clayton ranked at number three. My argument is he was the preseason number one. He won his game, granted, by like 0.2 points, but you won. And I still moved you down because obviously your roster took a hit. Marlon Mack is out, but you're going to get some guys back later. So I moved you down to three. Aaron, from number one overall, the Red Rocket, moved him down to number seven. A six-point plummet for the number one favorite heading into the season despite winning. Aaron, can you please justify this criminal act of just destroying Clayton's value? It's absolutely not criminal. I think it's more so just logical. Uh, When you look at it, you know, Clayton, I know I love you, man, and I am not doubting you as a fantasy manager whatsoever, but let's just call a spade a spade. I mean, your team took a drastic hit with injuries this week. Le'Veon Bell... You were counting him for at least as an RB3 in your lineup. Uh, He's on IR. You had uh, Miles Sanders, who was out. He has a hamstring injury. Those things linger. It takes a while for hamstrings to get fully healthy. Kenny Galladay's out. We don't know his status. And when you look at the depth of Clayton's team, he doesn't really have any plug-and-play guys. Denzel Mims, one of his rookies on IR, Gronkowski, a non-factor, and Tevin Coleman, Chase Edmonds, 
I really see them as handcuffs. I mean, Raheem Mostert is the main dude in San Francisco if we're just looking at week one. So when I look at, you know, who has championship pedigree heading into week two, I see Clayton as in the bottom half of the league just based on where his team is. And that's really unfortunate, and it, it sucks to say that. But outside of Christian McCaffrey, do you have elite options at any position? I think the answer is no. I think we all can agree that Christian McCaffrey is like one and a half running backs, basically. Beyond elite. elite. He's going he's, he's gonna to get his due. Elite and a half. But for time purposes, we can't. I can argue for Clayton. Clayton, I am on your team. I have the shield up for you. Um, his team, you could argue, easily underperformed. Cooper Cup, Keenan Allen. You have Noah Fant, which honestly, going into the season, might have been the biggest question mark on your team. He showed out. T.Y. Hilton, underperformed. Emmanuel Sanders, with Michael Thomas now being out, what's looking like multiple weeks. Sorry, Steven. Um, and Miles Sanders and Kenny Galladay, they're all going to come back. You can't. Off off of one week of underperformance, moving him down six spots, even when he won. I even said before, you play who you play, all right. And you win who you win. Amen. Thank you. I just I I I totally understand moving him down, which I did, but six spots above people that or below people that lost week one. Other than that, is just a little a little ridiculous for my taste. Um, but I totally see where you're coming from, as in you know. I'd be kind of I'd be kind of giddy if I faced Clayton next week just because his team is currently in a state of dis- disarray. But I think if you want to look at the overall package when those guys come back, Kenny Galladay was close to playing last week. Miles Sanders was a game time decision. It's, you know, those guys are going to come back pretty soon, but I totally get where you're coming from. And like I said, I I'm not trying to bash Clayton. I'm just saying objectively, you know, going into week 2, is he the top half competitive, you know, team in the league and I think it's a clear no. We'll see how. For the changes. record, I I had him at five in mine, so three, five, and seven. Mister, Mister, stayed in, out of in that. the middle. <laughs> Everybody just I'm be just, friends. You know, no strong opinion either way. Right. <laughs> All right, Clayton. I defended you, man. I know you're out there, and I know you're gonna finish strongly this year. But just Hopefully below not. me. But just below me. That's what's gonna happen. Let's get into the week two preview. Nice. All right. So first up. We have a fairly interesting battle here, I guess. Um, Anthony, who you could argue won, maybe overperformed last week, goes up against the new number one seed of the league, Team Fairlife. Man, that owner must really know what he's doing. Aaron? Yeah, so we got uh, Anthony going up against Chris in week two this week. Uh, Honestly, I think this is going to be a really interesting matchup. Um, You got two... In my opinion, top half of the league as far as talent and just where they're at uh, with their teams. I think really this week it's going to be a battle of the flex positions. Um, when you look at, you know, Will Fuller, uh, we saw how he did, you know, in week one with some of the volume that he was getting. Um, can he keep that up, right? You know, can he continue to play to that level and keep up with? Uh, Chris's running backs, which I believe is the strength of his team. Um, you know, definitely the Anthony's got an advantage at quarterback and tight end with Lamar Jackson and Travis Kelsey. That's just intimidating to go against each week, uh, no matter who you are, no matter what team you are. 
Um, the biggest question that I would have, though, going into the matchup is Chris is currently benching DJ Moore, which I want to actually get his take on this because when I saw this and was going after you know some of the review of this matchup, I was like, why are you benching DJ Moore uh, and you're keeping Todd Gurley in the lineup? I would think you would have more faith in DJ Moore going into week two, especially where you drafted him. Listen, the lineup is fluid. The lineup is fluid, and I'm just frustrated with DJ Moore right now. And seeing Naeem Hines and my starting lineup over him just makes me feel all nice and warm inside. That's literally the only reason. No promises that's going to be what it comes, what it looks like (laughs) coming week one. Makes sense. All right, thank you for that, Aaron. Next up, we are going to what I potentially believe to be arguably maybe the most important game of the week. We have Aaron, number four seed right now after the updated power rankings, going up against Hayden the number three seed in the power rankings right now. Both 0-1 teams, so pretty good seedings for two teams that have yet to win a game. Sleeper currently has Hayden at a 52% chance of victory. And for Hayden, I think ultimately, easily it comes down to the health of Devontae Parker and James Conner. If those guys are out, I guess, I mean, you look at his you look at his bench, you can start Benny Snell, I guess, which is, I guess, a like-for-like like for James Conner if you want to look at it that way. And then I guess you have James Washington, Darius Slayton. You could play for Devontae Parker. So he's not necessarily struggling if those guys aren't out there. But obviously, ideally, he would like to have those guys out there. And then for Aaron, um, looking at the lineup, pretty similar to last week. Hoping he can get more out of his running backs, Eckler, Kareem Hunt. Um, Hopefully, Tyreek Hill can have himself a Tyreek Hill kind of game. And, you know, Devontae Adams is going to get him his usual 50 points. So that's good. Um, Little looking at Aaron's lineup as it currently stands. Little sneaky start of Paris Campbell in there. Obviously had a good week one. Seemed to be one of Philip Rivers' favorite short field uh, targets. Colt, go and, Colts. Um, yeah, I, I, I like I like that start um, over a lot of other people he has on his bench. And uh, I'm looking forward to this matchup. Both teams really need a win because neither team wants to start an 0-2 hole. So going on to the next matchup, we have Clayton. Oh, man, what a discussion we just had about you. I love you, man. Shouldn't be at number five, but here we are. Clayton at number five, 1-0, going up against Don, number seven seed, also at 1-0. Here we are. We're talking about the 3-4 matchup, both of them 0-1. This is a 5-7 matchup, both of them 1-0. Interesting how that works. So one of these two teams is going to be 2-0. So will we see Clayton rise back to the top of the power rankings, or does Don surprisingly maybe sneak into the top half of it uh, with, some, with a strong week? So looking at this matchup, the biggest question mark for Clayton is, is Miles Sanders going to come back? I haven't really been following it enough to know. Uh, but if he can make it back, you know, I think Clayton drafted him in the second round. And Pick after that's CEH. A, that's a big – Thank you for the trade, Clayton. That's a big, you know, price to pay for a guy. And you hope that he can just come back healthy and perform as well, not just come back. Um, and then looking at Don, you know, solid around. You got to think Josh Allen scores more than his projections against Miami. Jonathan Taylor, which Chris, I somehow I forgot all about that. Um, yeah, OBJ, who is on the trading block, might not be happy. And then the other one for Don, Evan Ingram. I feel like Don's had him on his fantasy teams the last five years That's in a row. True. I never thought and he's about never, that. <laughs> he's ever performed well. So I'd be very curious to see if he rolls out the Higbeast this week. Um, 
yeah, wrap it up. This five versus seven matchup. You know, we could see a swap in the power rankings. We could see, you know, some big movements potentially with the one of these two teams coming out two and zero. Bada bing, bada boom. Next matchup, we got the how how do I say this? The battle of the gym junkies. The battle of the Chris. I can bench more than you guys, which is true. I can bench more than stretch though. I'm weak sauce. Okay. Ooh, I bet you can. I bet you can. easily. I'm sorry. Just for full context, Tim just put his shades on. His blue shades that are just really distracting. Got to defend the team, man. Goodness. No. Tim um, and Stretch going at it next week. Aaron, what can we look for in this matchup? Well, first off, I think we got a heavy favorite in Tim already at 77% heavy. chance of winning. Heavy. Is that a bad uh, joke? 150. <laughs> <laughs> ooh, ooh. <laughs> No, it was not. No, it was not. I mean, Stretch isn't light, so. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to hear about that one. (laughs) You got Tim at, you know, almost 151 points uh, estimated compared to Hung Like a Bronco, 128. And really, you know, for Stretch, I think there's just a talent gap across across the board. Um, You've got... Your, your wide receivers, uh, Tyler Lockett, Julian Edelman, and Jerry Judy, uh, comparative to DeAndre Hopkins, Julio Jones, and DK Metcalf, there's a huge gap there. Uh, just target share, uh, just overall athletic ability, just all across the board, I think you're going to struggle there. You, I think the key for Stretch to be even competitive this week is Joe Mixon has to show up. I mean, he had five points last week. He didn't look great against the Chargers D, which admittedly they got a great defensive front that can definitely uh, stop the run, but he's got to have Joe Mixon show up, and Kyler Murray needs to do his thing again or else I think this could get ugly really quick. Feel that. Feel that. That's a big matchup there. Um, Can Tim – think about the chaos that will happen if Stretch upsets Tim here. That's going to suck for power rankings and stuff. Um, but the last matchup of the week, we have the Broad Ripple Swim Team and Zach, fresh off of Shock the World Victory, number eight seed, number eight scene, number eight seed, going up against Steven, who perhaps had the biggest shock loss of the week, did not perform well. Um, number nine seed, 0 and one, Zach one and zero, and um, first of all, I just got to say, Zach looks like he's going to be sticking with Philip Rivers going into it, so that's Colt, a Colt, go Colts, Colt, go Colts. Uh, Colt, go Colts, Aaron drop. But I look at this matchup, and the two things I see, start with Zach's team. Um, he's rolling with Sammy Watkins, guys. He is rolling with Sammy Watkins. He did not start in week one, even though, again, the sky's blue, grass is green. Sammy Watkins is going to pop week one. So he's going to bet on the week two follow-up. And then we look at Steven's team. Aaron already touched on it, how he's been hit with injuries, and when you have four quarterbacks on your roster, you're going to have some trouble with depth there. So you look at him. His first depth piece is uh, James Robinson from the Jags. Granted, the only running back in the NFL that got 100% of his team's carries last week. Fun fact. He is the guy back there. Chris Thompson, not so much. Sorry, Tim. But um, I'll hold on to him. James Robinson's the guy back there. But maybe my favorite start of the week. Oh, Steven. Starting Christian Kirk 
in your flex. Hey, I don't know if you heard of this guy named DeAndre Hopkins, but he's he's pretty good. And I heard last time he gets damn near like 50% of the team's target share. So uh, Christian Kirk kind of left out in the mud last week. Had a whopping total. Anybody wanna anybody wanna guess what his uh, what his total was last week? Yeah, a monstrous one catch for zero yards. One catch for zero yards. Christian Kirk. Throw him in your lineup, Steven. Let's see what freaking happens, dude. Hopefully you're gonna have some action on the waiver wire this week. Um, obviously, having Michael Thomas on his bench hurts. Look like he's gonna be out for multiple weeks. Henry Ruggs also picked up a knock last week. Not great. Um, Steven's going through a rough patch right now, obviously. So he's going up against a hot team. Can't argue. Sleeper has Zach with a 69, haha, 69% nice. Nice one. 69% chance of winning. Um, looks like Zach might be on his way to a 2-0 start, which as the 10th seed in the Power Rangers, right, yeah, right? He might also be on his way to a vote for Superflex. So, yeah, right. I know. I know. Let's shock the world, baby. Well, folks, there you have it. The first week one review, week two preview of the This League Fantasy Football Podcast. And guess what, guys? Starting Thursday, we get to do it all over again. Who day, baby? Who day? Bengals play Thursday. Bengals Browns Thursday Night Football. That's disgusting. Let's go. Can you imagine what that color rush is going to be like? Battle for Ohio. It's just like brown nastiness, like poopy brown Nasty orange. Just Can Kareem Hunt just stumble into the end zone? Just please. He's going to kick his way to the end zone. Didn't. <laughs> Shoot. Hey, violence against women is not good. Not accepted around here. B- Bengals could go one and one. Let's go. Bengals one and one. Tim's calling it right now. But ladies and gentlemen, that's the show. Before we leave, quick waiver update. Waivers this week. So if you're going to be listening to this, hopefully this gets out before Thursday. But uh-huh. waivers as of currently are going to be running when so like Thursday at like 3 a.m. All right. Going forward, waivers are going to begin running Wednesdays at like 3 a.m. So Tuesday night, Wednesday morning, however you want to look at it. After this week, that's when waivers are going to be running. So make sure you get your waiver claims in on Tuesday evening before you go night night. All right. This week we're giving you a little cushion. You can get your waiver claims in by Wednesday night, night time, and they're going to go through. So that's just a warning to the league. I'm going to change the settings right after we get off of here. You'll get a set. You'll get a notification about it. Wednesday morning, Tuesday evening, however you want to look at it. Going forward is when waivers are going to run. Anything else, fellas? Nothing. I'm ready for week two. Getting some blank stares. Football is back. Happy dance. Happy dance. We out. Peace. Later. What the hell? What the hell, man? Come on, bring it back. Bring it back. What was my thing? Uh, uh, <laughs> we got. We gotta keep this. This is. Uh, what was your thing? What was your thing? Um, good to see you. Go and get. Oh yeah. Go and get. Go and get.